Hi everybody and welcome to the third episode of the Back 40. Turning Point. I'm Jared and sitting next to me in the very same room is Casey. How you doing? I'm doing good bud. I'm ready to get into this episode. It was real exciting and we got a lot to talk about today. This episode we're going to be covering Smallville's episode Descent. And like I said, um, we're real excited to actually be in the same room. It's going to take out a lot of the hassle and hopefully we'll be able to get to do this more often. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, first, we're going to talk a little bit of news. Not a whole lot going on right now. Um, we'll be on next week with a new episode of Reaper on Tuesday. The Reaper cast. The Reaper. Is that what we're calling it? I don't know. You like it? I do, but... Sweet. So, what's the episode title? It is called Rebellion. Also, coming back next week, along with Smallville, is a um, new episode of Supernatural. I'm really excited about that. Been a while since we've seen the Winchester Boys. We'll also have an episode of Scrubs, so me and Casey will have a busy week next week. We will, but it's worth it, though. All the good TV we're going to get. And unfortunately, we won't be in the same room next week, but from then on out, hopefully we can try to do it every weekend in the same room. Maybe, for the most part. School is ending. Praise the Lord, glory. Yeah, we get a week or two. Graduation's among us. Yeah, almost. Who'd have thought we'd made it through college? We hadn't yet. No, we haven't. You're right. I gotta take summer school. Uh, anyway, uh, um, in other news, Smallville news, we got anything? Of course we do. We always do. But um, this is old news, but we feel like we need to address it. Um, uh, last week we got a memo or two. The day after April Fools, read that. Yeah, awesome time in there too. By the way. Yeah. Um, Al and Miles are leaving Smallville. The executive producers. The creators. The creators of the show. But good news is, you know, because we worried about this. I worried for a second because I'm like, are they going to change the vision? But uh, they're leaving it in the hands of four of the writers and executive producers that have been on the show since season one and two. So I'm really excited about what they're going to be able to do with it next season. Pretty much going to continue the same way. Alan Miles had envisioned for the show, so really don't expect much change in that department. So that's kind of kind of glad about that. I was hoping they wouldn't do too much to uh, deter from the vision that the creators had. Right, and um, I expect it won't be a whole lot different. And I'm sure they'll still have a hand in it. Their contracts were up, and uh, there's a lot of nasty things going on the internet, but. It just came down to they're ready to work on other projects. And through this, they're going to be able to help the budget on Smallville so we can see some great things happen. That's right. We can have special effects, better special effects and stuff like that. So it ought to be, it should be, uh, should be good for the show in the long run, even though it is kind of sad. Also on Back 40 News, just to reiterate, we are now on iTunes. We have an official page on there, and you can uh, get a link to it at our site, www theback40podcast.blogspot.com and also please email us some encouragement, some criticism just let us know what's going on what we need to do to improve yeah, we know that's a big thing because our email box inbox is lonely and you can reach us there at um, back40podcast at hotmail.com so please let, just let us know what you think and um over the next couple months, we're going to be working on a better website. Um, we're going to try to get one going that we can have forums on and uh, some we have a little more control over. We're still going to have the blog, but we're just going to 
pull double duty there as far as websites go, but that'll be in a couple of months. And the website will be awesome. If it's not, blame Casey. It's my fault. Email I, Casey on that. Email I, us again at back40podcast back at hotmail. No the. No the? On the on the email, it's just back40podcast at hotmail. So please email us and let us know what you think. All right, well now we're going to get into the episode Descent. Alright, we get in descent with Lionel getting out of a limo. Luther, something or another. 57 now. I yeah, think. they got too much stuff. They got too many cars. And uh, we see him go up to his office distressed because this episode picks up right where Veritas left off. So he sits down and Lex is in the office. Hmm. Da-da-dum. Fishy. So, um... Lex begins to question Lionel about the Traveler and about Veritas and the lockbox. The keys and such. Keys and such. And uh, Lex accuses Lionel about their day in Smallville when he was younger. Saying, you know, you just took me there as a cover-up. You weren't there for the, the factory. He wasn't there to steal Pete's factory. That's right. I mean, gosh. And then a corn factory. Starts talking about how his life changes forever. And, and he demands to know who the Traveler is. And Lionel says, This is genius, by the way. What if I told you you were the Traveler? Did you see the look on Lux's face when he, he was like bewildered? Bewildered. Yeah. I like that. Again. So, you know, Lionel is desperate at this point. But to tell Lex he's the Traveler. And Lex says, you know, no. That has nothing to do with that. I'm strong because I was raised to be strong and it had nothing to do with no, any supernatural forces. And Lionel was right, though. Lex has survived many, many mortal wounds getting shot in the head. Yeah, but it's so, because the meteor yeah. shower gave him the good white blood cell count. Uh, something. The He's genes. got one of them. I'm not a, uh, you know, geneticist or anything. But he might be a meteor freak. He's a freak. <laughs> super freak, super freak. He <laughs> Thank you for that. That was enjoyable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, Lex pulls a gun. And, uh, you know, Lionel tells Lex, you know, just drop it. The box is going to lead to nothing but destruction. A darkness that you can't come back from. Lionel's wise. i tell you what, Lex never listened. No. And uh, so Lex shoots the window out. I thought he was shooting for Lionel first. Yeah. But, I thought he shot him in the shoulder. I know, but he just shot nice. the window out. And uh, he pretty much, he goes through this whole thing. I've looked everywhere for this key, the second key, and I realized that you are uh, you would only trust yourself with it, so he rips the locket off of Lionel and just to find there's no key. I don't know if he realizes it yet. It's something weird. Why would, when, when somebody, if somebody pulled a gun on you in a high-rise building... Would you stand with your back toward the window, especially after they shot it out? I don't, I don't get not that. Not so smart. That was kind of weird. Not, not the smartest. Moment. So then, Lex says, "I was raised in your shadow. Now you're gonna die in mine." Good line. No man. one will even remember your name. And then Lionel gets shoved out the window, and he falls. <laughs> this could have been my, you know, one of my favorite parts of the episode, just, just because of his face. He I had never, no emotion. He's that's just right. A wide it's just like look. a 
like a peaceful, like I'm falling for these stories, but I don't really care kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, it was cool. They panned up, and you saw Lionel fall through Lex's eye. And then when he the hit image. the ground, he blinked all long time and stuff. It was, it was pretty freaky. And yeah. then we hit the credits, which are always uh, awesome. I love that the drums come in. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it, but I'll get some singing later maybe. So then we pick back up at the Daily Planet with Clark and Chloe, and they're still searching for Brainiac because Clark is concerned for his Lana. Yeah, because you know, he knows that Brainiac is the only one that can cure her catatonic stateness. And, you know, I guess she needs a break. She's got to stay in the States so she can film Street Fighter 2. I thought she was in Taiwan. Yeah, Street Fighter 2. That's right. That's right. But beyond that point, um, and then, you know, they hear a lot of commotion outside. And Lois comes in. They're like, what's going on? And she says, somebody jumped out of Luther Corp and they think it's Lionel Luther. Yeah. So Chloe's like, Clark, come on. And Clark's got this look. Like, yeah, he's like, mm -hmm. I don't want to go because I'm trying to find Brainiac. But then he realizes what's happened, I think. Because really, I th he told Chloe to focus and stuff before that because Chloe was looking all around because everybody was running around the newsroom like something big was going on and Clark's like focus because he was worried about Lana. I think he was worried a little bit about Kara too. Of course, he would have. Yeah, to. but <clears throat> he loves Lana. You know? Yeah, that's right. Lana's yeah. got to live on. Yeah, you know. <sighs> anyway, but he finally decides to go, and then we. So they go out, and you see Lex coming down the steps out of the Luther Court Plaza. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the uh, police chief, she's like, I need you to identify the body when you're ready. And, you know, he does. It was nasty. It was, because the, uh, the eye and the blood splattered. Yeah, that was nasty. So um, Could have done with that. Could have lived without that. And as Lex is walking off, they did a really cool effect, I think, with his conscience coming in. I love and Everything him. around him just slows down, and we got little Lex back from Fracture. I do. That kid is good. He is I, good. I enjoy him. We'll get to his greatness yeah. in a couple of scenes, but um, he says, you know, you killed Dad. And then uh, Lex and Clark exchange an evil stare. Good shot right there. They, it was. They shot a good And they kind of just walked along each other with a crowd in between them. And you'll yeah. never break an eye contact. It's funny how Clark always walks up into crime scenes. I know. Nobody it's ever like, does anything about it. It's oh, funny. you're Clark Kent. Yeah. You can just walk on in. Oh, you're a huge man. I guess we should let you. And you're six foot four. And, yeah. Uh, you know. So, Chloe can, tries to console Clark and say, you know, Lionel did a lot of bad things. It's not, I mean, he was not in his right mind, but Clark you know, says, Lionel would never commit suicide. Yeah. Never. Which is, which is obvious. And it's know. true. And any time in the prior seasons when he would, he was going to shoot himself. So why would he want to jump? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Plus, it was 40 stories, and you have all that time to think about it, how bad it's going to suck when you hit the bottom, even though, you know, you won't feel it. It's kind of like Ted on Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then we go to scene three at the mansion, and Alex is sitting there. His assistant enters, who we know his name is Gina, but I like to call her... Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> that was a, that was a freaky woman. That, that woman she's, freaked me right out. She's kind of scary. Uh, she scared me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So she enters, and Lex starts to tell these stories. She's like, you know, when I was younger, um, Dad took me to Washington to the Space Museum, and um, he knew I loved things that could fly. <laughs> wow. Kind of ironic there, huh? Can we get a little? Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Sight to the future. 
uh, foreshadowing. Ah, there, there it is. Yeah, tonight's. I'm not a plethora tonight. <laughs> Good thing we looked on the source. Yeah. So, um, you know, his assistant consoles, and she sees the locket, and she starts put two and two together, and she says, "No one will ever know. Your father was a horrible man." Yeah. And then, and then he goes, "What are you suggesting?" And or was that before that? It may have been before, and she says, "You know, no one will ever know." Yeah. But She's you know, a they smart cookie. Yeah. And they realize the key's not there. Yeah, because the, then Lex goes, "Well, it was empty." And it was your job to keep up with him. Yeah. She says, "Well, he went by the Daily Planet to the basement." Yeah, she just all of a sudden figures she should tell. It. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but anyway. So Lex says, "Get the helicopter ready." Jared is. Jared likes that line. It's just pretty good. I think it's because I, I think I heard it on, on Starkville House of L. They talked about it one time. And ever since then, I just think about get the helicopter ready, get the jet ready, get the something He's ready. always got something like a car, jet, plane, something. Yeah. I think they talked about it one week. Um, Wish I had a jet. Then we have little Lex. He sees him as he's pouring a drink. Uh, this... You know, what's her name? She has left. Gina has gone. Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> oh, gosh. So little Lex is, you know, Lex is like, get out of my head. And then little Lex says, this was my favorite line in the whole episode. You shouldn't have done it! That was a, okay, he just reminds me of Jiminy Cricket. Because he's the, yeah, he's the one that said, you know, always let your conscience be your guide. He's just, I think of Jiminy Cricket every time that little kid, I like that little kid. So then we see Lex fling his glass into the fire, which we've seen before. Really? Really? You remember what it Reckoning. I think it was Reckoning, yeah. When Lana's throwing out, he likes That's to right. throw. He's like, you know. Yeah, Lex likes to throw glasses, and Clark likes to drop dirt. Yes, which we will. And you we'll know, cross-reference, that happened in Reckoning. That did too. Oh, wow. Some, some continuity. <laughs> continuity. I love it. Uh, that was a stretch. Next, we have Clark's in Lionel's office. He goes into the vault and finds the Kryptonian viewfinder slash flashlight. Yeah, those little things you used to play with when you were little where the put it up to your eye and it's like binoculars and you turn it and it'd be something different inside. That I mean, where did Lionel get that thing? That's I don't know. He was Jarrell. I know. guess he got it from the fortress. Something had to happen, but it was kind of like a Kryptonian Rubik's Cube or something. Yeah, he like turning it and matching everything up. He's like, look at this. It says, to Kyle-El in the event of my death. And then Clark, you know, he lines up the cube, the flashlight, shines it on the wall, and we got, you know, Kryptonian symbols, the language. Floating across, across the wall like a projector. Kind of like it was in the episode Rosetta with Dr. Swan with Christopher Reeve. Yeah, on the computer. And this Lionel pretty much addresses Clark and tells him that he has protected him his whole life and that this has been his greatest accomplishment to protect and serve Clark. And then he warns Clark of the box and the keys because if it falls into human hands, the secret of controlling Clark will be revealed. And then it was like a light bulb just went off in Clark's head and he's oh like, gosh. oh, that's why Lionel was trying to give me that locket and I blew him off. Dang. Yeah, I feel stupid, but anyway... So then we go to the Daily Planet with Jimmy and Lois, and Lois is just going off at Jimmy. 
you know, we missed the story of a lifetime because you wanted to stumble around Lex's office upstairs. And we're photographing everything but the bottled water and the story of a lifetime's happening right across the street. And then... Jimmy shows Lois a picture of Lois, and she says, The schoolboy crush is sweet, Jimmy, really, but you need to kind of refocus. And uh, we see that out the window, we've got Lionel flying out the window. <laughs> He's yep. about a half a story down at this time. Nice work, Jimmy. Yeah. Nice photography. It's the first good thing he's done. Boy, he did a lot of bad things. Yeah, but and he did this by accident. You know. Jimmy's a clutch. I like Jimmy, though. He's kind of comedic. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the way he's written. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to the photographic evidence. So Lois is like, can we blow it up? And Jimmy's like, not with this computer. It's not powerful enough. We need Chloe, and we need Isis. That's well, what first, we need. he he does, you know, the thing he's been doing the last couple of episodes. Every time Chloe comes up, he goes, "Well, if we can pry her away from Clark, we might be." You know, I think he's jealous. He's obviously jealous since day one. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's why I don't like Jimmy. I guess maybe maybe I can, you know, but can't blame him for being jealous. You know. So now we go to Chloe. And she's in her, she's going through her desk, and she finds the key Lionel's left in the in the little envelope with the symbol on it. And she happens to see Lex coming in the door, goes and shreds the little thing envelope, and drops the key back in the in the desk. Stupid! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Put it anywhere but the desk, because you know he's close enough now that he could see where you dropped. The, I mean, put it somewhere. So Lex enters and he starts to harass her. You know, why was my father here? What did he give you something? And she's like, No, he was he was not himself. And you see her face like when she turns around. She has to turn away she, before she, she shreds the the envelope thing. You see her face and she's like, Oh no, I'm about to have to lie and I'm a sorry liar and I can't do it. But she, you know. But she's so awesome. She is a great yeah. great actress. Yeah. So Lex, you know, he finds the key, goes through her desk, finds the key, and, you know, he doesn't, you know, this was my father's, why would he give it to you? She says, I've never seen it before. And he just says, you're fired. Like the Donald, but with less hair. That's right. Say it. You're fired. You're fired. So she says, uh, he says, you know, you're going to be escorted out. She's like, you can't. I got to pack up my stuff. He's like, it'll be boxed and sent to your home. I have rights. <laughs> It'll be sent to the apartment above the town which I own. Yeah. Is that not kind of weird? He owns everything, man. She's I'm, still I'm living there, but it. he owns it. I'm used to it. Yeah. Maybe Lana owns it, kind of. With all that know, money Lana's she kinda, took. Lana's kind of comatose. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> she can't do much as far as the ownership thing. Very true. So Gina offers to pack up Chloe's things, and then... She gets goes through Chloe's phone where Jimmy's texted a hundred times. Jimmy has the worst timing in the world. Well, we find out later he sent like three. Oh, really? Three voicemails yeah, to right. the house, the text message. But anyway, instead of being discreet, Jimmy says, "We got a picture." Yeah. Of Lionel was murdered. Lionel hasn't committed suicide. Meet us, you know. Meet us in the basement, in the whatever. So then, Miss, what's her name, Jared? Miss Tessmacher. Yeah, that's right. Gina. She she right. deletes the picture. And then goes downstairs. So, Lois and Jimmy get taken hostage because 
they open the door and there she is, gun applying, you know. That's right. And Jimmy's like, we could have waited, you know, like 10 more minutes. And they open the door. She's like, that's a good idea. Gun in their face. And I agree with Mr. Olson. And then, what does she do? She takes them downstairs to what? To a freezer. Who has a freezer in a newsroom? It is a news. Were they still at the newspaper? That's the only yeah, they're still at the Daily Planet, but there is a freezer down there. What, what do you have to freeze in a newsroom? TV dinners or something? I don't get that. Do they have like a big cafeteria? That was really... They must have a cafeteria. That's the only thing I can guess. because that was really puzzling. I was wondering why in the world there would be a big, huge freezer in a newsroom. So, Lois has got a plan, though. She's going to... You know, open it up and turn around and like and kick her, her do in, some kung yeah. fu. But she turns to kung fu and she gets shot. And she says, <laughs> she "You shot me." She acts surprised. You know, Gina mm-hmm. notices she's doing something and and gonna knock her out and kick her in the freezer or something. And then so she shoots her. And then Lois is like, "You shot me." And here comes a Jimmy Captain Obvious moment. You're really bleeding, Lois. <laughs> Many Captain Obvious moments tonight for Jimmy. Not his best episode. He hasn't had a good episode, really. You know, well, you know, kind of look on the glass half full side. He's, yeah, you know. I don't hate Jimmy. I like Aaron Ashmore as Jimmy. I just, he got, they just write for him some stupid moments. <laughs> really, they, they do. They did tonight. They didn't help him much. So no. Jimmy picks up this big metal thing. It's not a cleaver, but I don't know what it is. Well, it looked like a huge paperweight or something. I don't know. Somebody tell us what it is. Yeah, and he walks up to the doors, which have windows in them. And I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, Jimmy's going to knock out the window. Oh, my gosh. He's actually going to do something smart and break the window. But no, he's just going to bang on the door with this thing. He's not even going to attempt to break the window. Reach out and unlatch it. I mean, not that he could have broken the window, but he could have he could at have least tried. Shot. You know, I mean, even if it wouldn't have broke the window, do something. give it a shot. And if you're too short to reach, there's a lot of stuff in that freezer to stand on. Oh, I don't think he was too short to reach because he was, you know, banging right beside the window. Well, it's not the window. I mean, once he broke it, he could just yeah. stand on something, reach out, and yeah. get. He could open it. That's right. Oh, See, Jimmy. Jimmy. It must Jimmy. have been because he was free- his brain must have been freezing. I don't know. Brain freeze. <laughs> I had exactly. one earlier with the Icy. Yeah, I ate some ice cream Sweet today. Icy. Almost. But... So then we go to Clark and Chloe at Isis, and they've got, Chloe's gotten the messages at her apartment. And uh, Clark, you know, confesses that Lionel was protecting him and that there was a key. And Chloe says, yeah, I found it. But Lex got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he fired me. Right now, I've got this greatest news ever, and then, you know, we have the key, and then oh yeah, Lex has it. So Clark says, you know, you stay here, do what you can do with this picture. He super speeds away to the mansion, looks for the key. He's in this box, and he sees the lockets with no keys. And Lex enters, and he's you know, he's he's fierce. He's very fierce. Says my father a, just died. There's a confrontation, and you're already breaking and entering. You know, sorry. And then Clark accuses Lex. You know, Lex says you got to get out of here. Yeah, and then very supermanly, he says, "I'm not going anywhere." <laughs> kind of matter of factly, there. I may yeah. be breaking and entering, but I'm not going anywhere. And as they're arguing, 
Little Lex is back. Jiminy Cricket. Just tell Clark. He's our friend. He's Little Lex's friend. But Big Lex. He could be Big Lex's friend because, as we know, Lex still has good in him. Alexander That's is right. his name. That's right. We'll call Little Lex Alexander from now on. Okay, that'll work. So Lex like brings Jonathan Kent up into the conversation and starts comparing him to Lionel. This was like a slap in the face. I wish, like... It was. You know, he said both of them, they were very similar. They loved you and they trusted you, Clark, but not me. He has a little ball-headed pity party there. Pity party. Oh, you're the great one. You're the perfect son. And then Clark says this, that, and the other. And Lex says, this is Smallville. There's aliens and cryptic symbols and freaks of the weeks. And somebody has to take control, and somebody has to protect the world. And Foreshadowing. Yes, when really it's the one that he's talking to that's actually going to take control and protect the world. And it kind of reminds you of that episode back in the caves a couple seasons ago when he says, Clark, I think I'm the hero of the story. But really... But now he's realizing he's the villain. He's like, I am the villain of the story. Yeah. They've shown that on how many previews now? Like six? Yeah. I don't know. Never gets old. Never. It's so, then Lex accuses Clark of killing Jonathan, bringing all the stress on that brought the heart attack, which is true. Clark is irate, though. He is. He's furious at this. We see angry Tom. I thought he was just going to haul out and, you know, deck him, but he didn't do it. I know. So, Clark tells Lex he has proof that he was behind Lionel's murder, and Lex... Has the, the lip the, quiver. When Clark goes away, he doesn't let himself do it while Clark's still there to well, see, but he kinda, when Clark goes away... He has that look of... Yeah, hmm. he's like surprised. His jaw kind of drops a little bit, and then Clark turns around and his lip quivers. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. We see that fear. Yeah, it just radiates. So back yeah. at ISIS, Chloe has deciphered this picture, and, you know, she sees it. She says... Wow, Lex, you really did do it. And then Gina knocks her out. And And she deletes the picture. And Clark enters. You know, she hears Clark coming, so she hides in the closet. And we're all like at home. Clark, don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid. She's in the closet. It was like a horror movie. The the killer's in the closet. (laughs) He's in the closet. Shh. So... And Clark comes in. Chloe wakes up pretty fast from taking that big blow. I, you know, it must have been a weak punch. <laughs> I'm saying, well, she hit her with something. Yeah. I don't know what. So they talk about the key. And, you know, they talk about Jimmy and Lois aren't here. And she says, if Lex has got that key, Clark, he can find your secret. And that's not just your uh, worst nightmare. nightmare. It's all of ours. Yeah. Good line right there. Chloe had some good lines yeah. this time. She's well written for it. She she's, is. She's great. And uh, that was... Brain freeze? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, dang. <laughs> oh, and then she tells Clark that Lex has the key. Well, we already knew that. Then. Yeah. But then she goes... Captain Obvious. It. Yeah, you're welcome. That was free. Uh... So Clark just super speeds out because he's worried about Jimmy and Lois at this point. And we see Gina sees him through the closet. In the closet. Trapped in the closet. The killer's in the closet. She's like R. Kelly, trapped in the closet. (laughs) 
So then she goes down the stairs and is calling Lex. We're not there yet. Yes, we are. No, we're not, Casey. Okay, where are we at? We're going to the freezer now. Jared has the note. And Jimmy is referencing the future, telling Lois, you know, our names are going to be on the front page of the paper, blah, blah, blah. And Clark uses this super hearing 360 is what we're going to call it. Because it just pans around him. It was and cool. It was cool looking. So he knows. He goes down there. And ironically, Jimmy just passes out about that moment. <laughs> he goes on out. And Clark just like busts open the door. He didn't like throw it off the hinge or anything. But he busts it on open. And he like does the super cool heat up. It was like when he heated that coffee for Alicia in the fourth season. So he does the super cool heat up. It's like nothing we've ever seen before, really. Because it's like all over the place. Yeah, like goes out in the little, you know, ripple effect. And it heats up the whole freezer. Yes. And Clark realizes, you know, Jimmy's out. I'm just going to super speed on out. And then Jimmy just comes too. Wow, I'm sweating. (laughs) And the door's open. So then we go to Gina leaving ISIS, and she calls Lex, and she says, Call me back, Lex. I know who the Traveler is. And then... Little does she know, death shall become her. (laughs) Because Lex trusts no one. She should have figured this out. I know. And I'll be honest, at first, when I watched it, I thought, you know, this guy comes up, he sprays something in my mouth, I'm assuming he killed her. He did kill her. the only assumption I can make. I don't know what it was, but it was apparently powerful. And puts her in her car, puts her glasses back on and everything. And yeah, at first I thought, man, Lionel had hired somebody in case something happened to him. But then it hit me. Wait, Lex trusts no one. And And she knew. Really, there's no pity for Gina because she should have figured this out a long time ago. Mr. Tessmacher! That's right. She should have figured that out and watched her back. But no, she didn't, so. She died. So now we're back at the mansion, and Lex is sitting in the chair. He's on the phone with somebody. We don't get any confirmation that, you know, he's talking to whoever killed Gina. But he says, you know, I'm going to take a little time off, go Zert. And then he says... Get the jet ready. Get the so jet ready. So now he's ready. taking the jet instead of the helicopter. We got both in one episode, the yeah. copter, yeah. the jet. And then Alexander appears. <laughs> little Jiminy. <laughs> And he says, Lex, I'll always be there. You can't get rid of me. There's still good inside you. Don't go to Zurich. Don't mess with the box, the lock box. Because it will destroy you if you open it. It will destroy you. Dad was right. <laughs> and then Lex is like, it's oh, it's time. He drags that little boy down the stairs. He's had enough. Like, ba-doop, ba-doop, ba-doop. Little boy's going, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, you make me weak. Throws him in the fire. But you know, he'll, I think little Lex will be back because you can't kill, you know. I think he has. He's killed. That was the only good he part of him been, left. He might have killed his conscience. <laughs> you got to think. He's not going to. That just served as the only good left in him and he killed it. Well darn. I, I mean, wanna, it's dead. I want to see more of little Lex. I'm, I know because you love. I do. He, he was impressive. What did he say? <laughs> Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Sorry. It was awesome. So, you know, he throws him in the fire and the evil overcomes Lex. You know, we've been waiting seven seasons 
to see Lex go totally dark. And I think this is the point where we've reached it. Hence the episode title, Turning Point. Turning Point. Ah. Yeah. Along with Descent. Yeah. Well, we I didn't want to rip off Descent. So. I know. We almost did Downfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're real creative. Thank you, Thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. So, next scene, Clark and Chloe are in the barn, and uh, Chloe tells Clark, you know, about the funeral and how Lex has closed it off to everyone but him, and, Lon and Clark says, you know, Lionel deserves better than that. Which was true. I was proud of Clark for... Yeah, because now Clark feels like an idiot. Yeah. He's feeling bad, you know. He's like, man, I should have took that walk. <laughs> and Chloe's like, you know, Lionel considered you like a second son, and Clark's like, all my fathers died because of me. Jarrell died putting me in the ship. You know, my dad, he died protecting me and bringing me back. And, you know, Lionel died protecting my secret. So Clark is having the pity party. And then Chloe delivers one of the best lines of the episode to me. Anyway, I thought it was cool. And, it's, you know, Clark says, how could Lex, how could you kill your own father? And Chloe says... But they died for all of us. <laughs> you skipped that. What? Did I skip? You skipped the... But they died for all of us. They died for you, Clark, for all of us. Yeah. And then like, then Clark says, Yeah. How could he, but how could you kill your father? And Chloe says, A total absence of love. Yeah. That's Some right. say that's the definition of hate. Evil. Evil. Gosh. <laughs> Stupid. We'll, we'll edit that. No, we won't. Yes, we will. No, we won't. Anyway. So Clark vows to protect the world from Lex from this day on. Hence, the uh, turning point turning and the point episode description, the day Clark and Lex became mortal enemies. Which is another title we consider for this. I really want mortal enemies, but we didn't want to rip off. I was proud of us. Casey's a genius, by the way. I'm not. He is. So then we come to my one of my favorite scenes of the episode, because I always love the final minute or two. And we're at the graveyard, and Lex is standing there, and then Clark comes up over the hill. You know, and then Lex is like crap. Yeah, <laughs> and you get here. They go to opposite ends of the grave, and uh, they have a stare down. This was fantastic. This shot was. I mean, uh, no it, words were was, needed. Yeah, that's right. The shot said it all. And then Lex just walks right by Clark. You know, not quite a, a shoulder graze, but I thought he was gonna bump his shoulder. I thought they were gonna go for the bump. Yeah, and then Clark. Drops a little dirt. He's getting good at that, by the way. He's getting very good at dropping the dirt. People die, Clark drops dirt. Very true. <laughs> Ever since back in Reckoning, you know, because he dropped dirt then, and it's very symbolic right. of death. Crossover from Reckoning. What was the other crossover we had? Lex's wicked curveball with the uh, with his glass. That's right, throwing the... Throwing the his whiskey, drink into his the fire. Brandy, whatever. Yeah. I had no choice. I had no choice! <laughs> After the one of the best lines. He's a wicked there. lefty. He's kind of like the he big is. unit. He's like Randy Johnson with no hair. <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet Lex would like that mullet <laughs> that the unit sports. He does want a ponytail. <laughs> he does want a ponytail. So um, that was Descent. Um... My thoughts on the episode overall, it was great. I enjoyed it. It kept me going the whole time. And um, how about you? Definitely lived up to the hype. I'm, you know, 
said the line was gone. I was and uh, yeah, we do want to take a minute I, to uh, wish Lionel off properly. John Glover brought so much to the show, and I'm hoping we're gonna get to see him again. I think we soon, will. But I'm, but yes, we'll speculate. A, a minute of silence for Lionel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, John Glover was such a great actor, and he will be missed on the show. But um, you know, we always knew that it had to happen someday to turn Lex. That's right. And it turned Lex and Clark, turned them in new directions, and I'm excited to see where that's going to go. Put them on a collision course. You know. Collision course? Yes. Okay. You have anything else on this episode? Mm-hmm. All right. Stay tuned after the music for some spoilers. And thanks for listening. Far away from where you are These miles have torn us worlds apart Wounds I miss you Now for some spoilers for Smallville. Next week, episode Sleeper. We've got an official description up. It says, Jimmy helps the Department of Domestic Security arrest Chloe. Clark desperately searches for Kara and Brainiac as Brainiac is the only one who can reverse Lana's condition. Clark asks Chloe to check any large power surges in the area, so she breaks into several government computers, setting off alarms. Jimmy is caught between the Department of Security, who threatens him with jail time unless he helps them arrest Chloe, and Lex, who offers to help clear Chloe if Jimmy agrees to be in his debt. Alright, um, my thoughts on this episode is it's going to be kind of a filler but not too much because I think all of these episodes we've got going, there's such a big plot line going right now that I think it's just going to be huge. Each one is necessary to build upon the other one. And so it's going to be exciting to to uh, figure out how they deal with the whole, you know, searching for power grids, Karen, Brainiac kind of thing. So this episode will tie into that factor. I'm, just, I'm not sure what to expect really. I mean, it's probably out of the ones we've got left, it's the one I'm probably least excited about, but I'm excited about a new Smallville every week. Yeah, it does I'm glad take... we've got this five-week stretch we've had starting last week. Because, you know... <laughs> Jared had to count. Um, <laughs> I did have to count on my fingers. It's been a while since we've had that long of a stretch. It's kind of, you know... Kind it's of good. Overdue, yeah. I mean, because so. <clears throat> the strike that happened earlier just screwed everything up. I know, it made me sad. Because I couldn't remember from one episode to the next what was going on, what happened previously. That's right. It's a lot easier when there's, you know, back-to-back-to-back stuff going on. So next week we'll have that new episode, and um, the episode's following. Really excited about We'll talk about those next week. Going to leave you hanging on those because they're just too exciting. Like I said, we really suck at spoilers. Yeah. This next one, I don't have a whole lot to speculate on. I wonder why Lex wants to help Chloe. It's the main thing. Uh, I don't know. After just, you know, firing her. You're fired. And then, oh, let me help you. <laughs> oh, let me help you. But Jimmy, I'm going to keep you in my debt. I don't know what he could want from Jimmy. Jimmy took that picture. Yeah, but, da, da, you know, Miss no picture. Gina destroyed it. Yeah. So do they really have anything? No, here? just word, you know. I don't know. I'm interested to see. It doesn't have anything about what Clark's going to be up to, really. 
just That's right. finding. Well, maybe he's going to be finding, finding something Kara. else about yeah. Karen Brainiac. But doesn't he need Chloe to do that? Because <laughs> you know Chloe always has to figure stuff out. Chloe is a genius. She is a genius. Genius. She can hack into a computer in like a second. It's amazing. That's right. We need her computer skills. That's right. This is. Do we have skills? No, obviously. <laughs> so that's next week. So um, look forward to seeing you then. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Today's episode featured music from Lifehouse, Remy Zero, and Three Doors Down. Check out these great artists and buy their CDs. In no way does the Back 40 endorse piracy of music. Arr!